Uh, yeah, man, the great Eddie Money. Um, lost Eddie Money in 2019. Man, I grew up on Eddie Money's music. Saw him in Buffalo, actually Niagara Falls, New York, and was a was an awesome show. This is one of my favorites because it's from 1987, and it's live. I want to go back and from two tickets to Walk on Water, Take Me Home Tonight, you name it. Always a big Eddie Money fan, and I was so excited to know that his son Des Money uh, is a singer and songwriter and performer, and that is super exciting. And I'm so happy to have Des Money on the show today. Uh, you may not know this, but Des has toured with his dad or did tour with his dad for a while and his family, very musical family, uh, for a few years there. And uh, Des and I chat about that, what it was like to play with his dad, what he learned from his dad as a singer-songwriter. And he's a producer, he's a writer, he's got a brand new single out, Des Money, called Gimme All You Got. And we're going to play it at the end of the podcast so you can enjoy it. But Des has been writing songs for a long time now. And we get into that story and when his dad first found out that he was a singer-songwriter. Uh, it's a great conversation. What a super guy, man. Des Money, the son of the great Eddie Money. Industry 45 Podcast Show, JohnFM.com. Locked and Loaded, the Industry 45 show with host Shane Christopher Neal. All right, Des Money, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You're in the West Coast now. You, I thought you were an East Coast guy, but now you're a West Coast guy. Oh, yeah. No, my dad's from the East Coast. I've always been a California guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm in Malibu right now. Yeah. Oh, that tough life, eh? Malibu and the beach. I was in uh, Malibu about three years ago at Dukes. I love oh, Dukes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's such a cool place, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, uh, I, I hosted a, a show at the Whiskey for LA Guns that year, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I went up to Malibu and that. So uh, you have brand new music out. We're going to talk uh, about, but first, obviously, uh, first of all, my condolences for, uh, on your dad. I know it's a couple of years ago, yesterday or a couple of days ago, right? It was September, yeah, right? Monday, yeah. Yeah, and that was tough, and that was shocking news to me. And I know this is no surprise. I'm 52. Always a big Eddie Money fan. Uh, Two Tickets to Paradise, uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Like, there's so many great songs. And before, how ironic is this? Before I knew I was going to do this interview, like, even knew who you were, I was in this Eddie Money mode. And I'd go to the gym and I'd play, like, I want you back. uh, I want to go back is probably my favorite song with the saxophone. And and, and all of a sudden, I get this thing from from Jody about you. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) So it was just, it was kind of ironic. Um, Let me ask you, when did you know though, that you were going to be and take that path of, of doing music as, as a career? Because obviously with your dad being Eddie money, uh, the influence was there. You're probably on tour as a young kid. So give me that backstory a little bit uh, with you growing up. Yeah. So one of my first memories was like, I was right smack in the middle of a drum lesson with my dad's drummer, Johnny Snyder. And so right, you know, right from the beginning, I was always, surrounded by music and always very interested in it and uh just seeing what the crowd's reaction when my dad would perform and just you know how everybody would have such a great time and i always loved uh, everything that went into it so yeah I, cool. I love the work that goes into it as well that's something that that was really uh you know something that i'm really happy that i learned growing up was just how much work that goes into it and learn to love what i do and everything like that so yeah well and when you saw your dad on stage i mean he loved being a, a rock star or a front, <laughs> yeah. right? He really did, and and he really owned it. Um, 
When did he see the potential in you? Did he ever say to you at a certain age or at a certain time, you know what, Des, I really think that you have the potential of maybe taking your career, you know, in this direction? Uh, well, a lot of uh, growing up, I was a drummer for a lot of the time uh, before I graduated high school. And then I started showing my dad my music. After I graduated, I started showing him that I was writing my songs and I was a singer as well. And he didn't know I was singing until I was about 19 years old when I showed oh, crazy. him. Crazy. Yeah, I remember I showed him my first demo and he was kind of messing around with it. We were in his car and I could tell that um, he kind of liked it. And he was kind of surprised, I think, at first because he started messing around with the air conditioning and stuff and started kind of like fiddling with a bunch of stuff in the car. And <laughs> I could tell by the look on his face, he's like, whoa, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. So um, it was just so great to have him as, as a teacher. And uh, yeah, he taught me so much along the way. And you played in his band, is that correct? Uh, yeah. I know you opened for him with your your own music, but you played in his band. What instrument did you play? Because you're a multi-instrumentalist. And tell me a little bit about that experience. Uh, I played guitar in his band. I was on rhythm guitar. And then I was singing with my dad as well. A lot of the times I would double his parts, which means I would sing the same, same notes as him and everything yeah. like that. So it kind of taught me how to emulate his his voice and everything like that and his phrasing. And uh, yeah, that's, I learned a lot on the road just by just doing that. And yeah, my little brother was on the drums and my sister was singing with us as that's well. That's crazy. eh? What, what a musical family. Um, yeah. did, did you have a favorite song that you played with him or sang with him? Um, it changes up. Uh, but I think for me towards the end of the night, we would always play think I'm in love. I think that was always like the second or third last song we would play. And just the energy of that song. Uh, I really loved the energy of the song especially as a rhythm guitar player, I was kind of just, you know, chugging away and really, I would yeah. always kinda turn the gain, you know, up as much as I can. And my dad would be like, what are we in a metal band? <laughs> I, I just like to kind of give it some more drive. And, and my little brother would play a little bit faster than the, the records. So uh, when we were on tour with my dad, it was a little bit, you know, more hardcore, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, I guess final question about him is, is um, did he have a favorite song? Did he ever say to you, like, it's, you know, two tickets because of this or it reminded, like, what did what he say to you about some of his favorite songs? Uh, I think it was probably some of the, the earlier stuff, like two tickets, like you're saying, because that's kind of what that was his dream, you know, two right. tickets to paradise and, and he made his dreams come true. So that's kind of, yeah, that was a big song for him. And he loved that one for sure. Awesome. I was um, thinking the other day, I did see Eddie Money play in um, Niagara Falls, New York, which is not far from me, maybe 20 okay. minutes. And he was playing at, and maybe you were there, I don't know, playing with him at the Hard Rock outside. And it was Eddie Money. And then the next day was like Lou Graham. So oh, that right. kind of era stuff. And but yeah, anyway, yeah. Was, so I did get to see your dad and it, it truly loved it because I love the music that he brought to the table. And let's talk about your music now. So I didn't realize that you put an album out in 2015, which is crazy because you don't look like you're more than 17. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how old you were, but give me the genesis of your career and where it started with this album in 2015. Then you put another one out in 2020, correct? Called Blue. Right. Yeah. So that's when I first showed my dad that album, he immediately was saying, all right, let's go on tour. And then as a, as a family band. So I had my little brother on the drums with me as, already. And then we kind of just put it all together. And uh, we kind of went to like rock and roll boot camp. And we had to learn all of my dad's songs. And in about a week or two, you know, we were practicing every single day, like hours on end. And uh, I learned how much of a perfectionist my dad is because, you know, he was he understood that there'd be a lot of people thinking, that we weren't going to be that good and that things were kind of just handed to us and then, you know, right. which is okay. Um, but you know, the, the best part that 
uh, he taught us was just like how hard we could work. And, you know, the only thing we could control is how hard we work. And so we worked really hard and we got all the songs down. And then uh, I think we had a really good time on tour and we showed the, the audience that we belonged on stage with them. So. And so, and now you have some brand new music out. Um, now you, you're putting an album out, I think, later this year, correct? But Give Me All You Got is is the, the single from the album, correct? Yeah. Or what will be the album? So let's start with that and tell me the genesis of that song. Uh, so with that song, I, I was really going for a more up-tempo pop vibe for the, you know, I was trying to make a good, uh, feel-good song for the summer. And with that one, I was kind of just exploring more of like a pop side. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it because... I hadn't done something that poppy before because uh, I was more so used to more of a rock background and everything right. like that. But, um, you know, I got this, I started going with the synths and stuff. And then when I started off with the synths, I started kind of going in this uh, 80s kind of realm with the song. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, this kind of like 80s pop vibe. And uh, yeah, it was it was a blast to make it. So how many songs are you going to put on this album? How many do you have ready to go on this album? And do you have a date for it to come out or? Uh, I have a lot of songs ready to go. I'm kind of picking between, I don't know if I'm going to do a double album or if I'm going to, as I have, I have more songs ready than I, than would fit on the album. Right. But uh, I'm kind of deciding which songs are going to go where and everything like that. But that's, that's a, that's a process I'm having a lot of fun with right now is kind of um, choosing where the songs go in the album and, right. and picking the flow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all ready, but uh I'm still deciding on when I'm going to release everything. It's funny because like we live in a singles world, right? Like people aren't necessarily looking for albums. When I grew up, I was buying the Eddie Money albums. I was buying the Zeppelin albums, the Whitesnake albums, and you were listening cover to cover. That doesn't really happen anymore. Um, what, What were you listening to? I'm curious to know when you were younger, did you listen to full albums? Did you put an album or a cassette in and, and listen to it front to back? And who were some of those influences? Uh, well, my, my parents uh, were always uh, listening to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and the Eagles in the car and they, uh, Prince as well, Michael Jackson. Uh, so, yeah, those were a lot of our favorite artists growing up. And then I liked a lot of the 90s bands as well, like Radiohead, Smashing Pumpkins. Right. Uh, you know, so I kind of just was listening to music maybe from like the 50s on the 50s to the 2000s. So right. through that, you know. That span of music, that's that's really a lot of where my influences come from. Like even like Ray Charles and stuff like that. And cool. Yeah, there's a lot of influences, but they're kind of all over the place. But I guess that kind of explains why I'm a little bit all over the place as well. Now, you mentioned you have brothers and sisters and you have a brother who plays drums and you have a sister that is sings or I don't know what she does. But but is yeah. that the genesis of your band, too? Like, is that who your band is or do you have an outside band and do you help them write songs and record? Uh, Yeah, so. uh a lot of the times I'll make the song in the studio and I'll I'll play all the instruments on it and I'll I'll write and produce everything. And then I'll show it to my band and uh, my little brother Julian's on the drums and my sister sings with me as well. So, uh, but there's also other, other people in the band and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's great having uh, the family in there as well. And with Jess, I am doing some stuff with her as well. We've been working on some stuff even just this week. Oh, nice. Uh, A lot of fun. Yeah, it's really natural working with her because, you know, we're family. We, we right. Influences and everything like that. So so let me let me ask you this now, because, you know, you're going to put this album out, um, maybe playing some shows. I don't know what it's like in California as far as as gigging and stuff here in Canada. It, it's kind of hit and miss. But is your goal to go out on like a little tour of California or you want a, a yeah. bigger picture or like what's what's your thoughts about playing live and where do you want to kind of do that? 
Uh, I think we're, we're playing it by ear and we're trying to play it as safe as possible. But sure. I'd like to, uh, whenever we get the opportunity to play, just even just a small tour uh, in, in Southern California, just to get the blood flowing and, and get the songs going. And uh, yeah, because there's so many songs. I also want to test out, you know, what set lists work. And so sometimes the best way to do that is by playing the kind of smaller shows and, and kind of testing everything out. So now, will you do any 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 money cover songs or no? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was a big part of my upbringing and, and uh, you know, going on tour with him. And the first shows I played were, you know, uh, with my dad and everything like that. So right. I learned so much. So bringing that um, and carrying on the torch and, and carrying his music, uh, is that would be an honor definitely uh, to keep it going. In a kind of a two-part question, um, what, what maybe is some of the best advice he gave you? I understand about the working hard. Um, anything else or maybe somebody else along the way, maybe another musician you met while you were out on tour or somebody that's in your dad's band or just mm-hmm. something that somebody said something to you about the music business. Cause as you well know, Des, it's, it's a shit show. Like it's a tough place to be and, right. and to recognize today. So I'm just looking for anybody who gave you some of those, you know, any advice along the way that you're kind of it's still up here, right. In your mind yeah. you think about it. Uh, with my dad, it was uh, kind of the show must go on. I think that was that was the biggest piece of advice. The show must go on. Um, and he taught me that through, you know, even when he got sick with cancer, he was still going out there. He would do chemo right. on uh, the chemo treatment on Mondays. And then we'd go back out on the weekends and, and get it done. So he, he always made sure he did what he could to stay dedicated to his craft. And that was always something that was uh, really special to me to see. And um, another one is uh, sometimes less is more. I learned that from his guitar player. Sometimes it'd be kind of doing a little too much. And, right. and uh, so he taught me that sometimes you need a little bit more space in the song. And then, you know, that way when the, the guitar, when the cu- guitar comes in, it's a little bit more like, you know, it, you make them miss the uh, instruments when they come in and out of the song. Right. And, and it, you know, being a drummer in a band myself, it's, it's a challenge sometimes in your mind to play for the song because often there's space in there. And as a drummer, and you know, cause you are one, you're thinking, well, what can I do here to kind of make this kind of fun and interesting and show people I know what I'm doing? And yeah. the, the reality is sometimes just the two and four and the kick and snare and and something that that's really simple or a nice, tasteful, small drum fill, you know, fills that space. It makes a lot more sense. And that's hard for a young musician, you know, to yeah. get through the mind. Yeah, especially I had that same uh, that same problem when I was growing up as a drummer. A lot of the bands I was in, they'd be like, Des, you're doing too many fills. And in my head, I was like, what? That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Peart does all kinds of them. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was just kind of doing a lot as a drummer. And then it took, uh, you know, for me to produce to kind of learn that each instrument kind of needs its own space. Right. And so, yeah, I, w- I wasn't able to do so many fills as I wanted, but... <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you about real money because I didn't know about this. Um, we don't really get access TV here. So I, you know, and, and I, I kind of heard about it and then I heard your conversation with Pat and then I went back and looked into this. So, so it was like a reality TV show, like a meet the Osborne, yeah. but with, with your family and yeah, totally. your dad was sick at the time. So give me the kind of the, the background with that. Uh, so the, the first season uh, was was like kind of we had to get used to the cameras and everything like that, and I'm I'm really glad we did it with access television because and it was at your house, like I, like your like your parents' yeah. house, your dad, right? Okay, yeah. For the most part, it was at the house, which was uh, you know, kind of uh, it felt a little 
invasive at first, I guess, because, you know, there'd be like oh, this huge camera crew in the house and, and it wasn't scripted. So they would kind of be just filming us. And, you know, uh, sometimes there wouldn't be, I'd feel like I'd have to kind of entertain them a little bit. Right, right. But uh, yeah, we got used to it. And then the crew, we're really happy we had such a great crew to work with because it helps when, you know, obviously there's this huge camera, but it helps when you know the person behind the camera. And the oh, sure, yeah. And it makes you more comfortable. And then, yeah, the first season was more kind of fun and showing how dysfunctional my family is, but also how, you know, we keep it together, you know, when, when, uh, when it really comes down to it, you know. Uh, but then the second season, uh, you know, it got, it got more of a serious tone once my dad got sick. And um, that's the season that I, I didn't ever think that this would happen. Well, people started coming up to me and telling me how much the show helped them throughout their own uh, yeah their own problems and everything like that. So I, I never thought that that would happen, but that's something that I thought was very special to take from the show was that we could somehow help other people, uh, whatever way it may be. But yeah. That- You've had a lot of really good life experiences. Um, I love the song. Give me all you got. We're going to play it. Um, I like tripping lost. Great, great music there. I'll share some of that stuff as well. So uh, I wish you the best of luck. I thank you for your time. Thanks for and uh, hopefully one day you'll you'll come to Canada or at least yeah. Rochester or Buffalo or something you know relatively close and uh, maybe I'll meet Pat Calamari somewhere along the highway out of New York or something like that and we can check out a show. So this is the Industry Forty Five Podcast Show with Shane Christopher Neal. Hey, I'm Des Money, and this is my song. Give me all you got. Some shame. 